Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 154 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms. The following Monday, that's like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean. You get the idea. You can subscribe. It is all for free, so why wouldn't you? Our Twitter is at SpinThoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have a ton of contributors, some new, some OGs that were here for a little bit, helping us get on our feet. But we've got a great, great group of friends here at Spinning Thoughts, and a lot of hard work uh, goes into the content that you can find for free at our website, thespinningthoughts.com. At the time of this taping, it is Halloween, so happy Halloween. Uh, I have a condo that I own, I live in, and, you know, two-bedroom, one-bath, you know, it's great. Uh, The dogs, Lennon and Yoko, uh, they basically consider it their very own condo. Uh, We don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters here, but you better believe that I still bought some candy, Uh, not just in case I get a few but obviously so I can eat it after. I I hope that not many people show up so that I can uh, enjoy the candy to myself. I was actually talking to somebody today who has a child and doesn't that child doesn't want to go trick-or-treating. And I'm like, what? Th- that doesn't make any sense to me. And so I asked this individual, well, are you going to make them go? And she said, no, I mean, her daughter doesn't want to go trick-or-treating. And I said, if I had kids, and I don't, if I had kids, I would make them go trick-or-treating. Literally, I I would make them. They wouldn't have a choice until they were 18. And I would make them just so that I could have all their candy. So (laughs) I hope everybody's having a great Halloween, a spooky Halloween. Maybe you're watching uh, a scary movie. Maybe you're not. Maybe you don't care. Probably by the time you're listening to this episode, it is well past Halloween. Reason being is this is a podcast and the joy of a podcast is listening to it whenever the hell you want. Thank you for being here for episode 154 of Spinning Thoughts. In the past, we've done, uh, we've shaken up our episode approach. I like keeping you all on your toes. And this week is certainly another great example of us changing it up here at Spinning Thoughts. So if you've been paying attention on the socials at Spin Thoughts uh, for our Twitter, you'll see that I've announced that this episode's dedicated to, first of all, two really, really incredible bands that are grinding like crazy. Like you want to talk about great work ethic in bands, uh, just good people in general. It's these two bands, Youth Fountain and Keep Flying. Friends of the show, Keep Flying. We had them on the show back when we were in single-digit numbers for episodes. So uh, great, great to be hearing from Keep Flying again. And, of course, uh, first-time guests, Youth Fountain. So our very own Dan Boyer, our Canadian contributor, You know this guy. We've talked about Dan. We've had Dan on the show multiple times. And he's the kind of gentleman that that he gets his ass out the shows. He's an active member in the music community. And and I love that about him. You can always catch him at a show. And he hit me up, you know, a month or two ago uh, saying that he really wanted to get press for the uh, 12th annual Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario. Dan, again, being our uh, Canadian contributor, we actually have a second Canadian contributor, by the way, Elliot, uh, one of the uh, new waves of contributors here. You can find out all of that on our website, thespinningthoughts.com. So we sent Dan to Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario. It was October the 12th and 13th. And while he was there, uh, he got to, first of all, hear some amazing music. Here, here's a list of just some bands. That were there. Living with Lions, Such Gold, We Were Sharks, Harbor, Abandoned by Bears, Keep Flying, Eternal Boy, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Friends there, Eternal Boy, Charmer, and I mean, honestly, there's so many that if you look at the graphic from 
this event. Some of the some of those bands, their their font is so goddamn teeny tiny you can't even see it because that's how many bands were there. So it was a two day, twelfth uh, iteration of a festival, the uh, Blackout Fest. And while Dan was there, he got some really amazing exclusive interviews with, I believe it's a total of five bands that he ended up interviewing. So we're actually splitting those interviews up over two episodes. This one will feature our friends Youth Fountain and Keep Flying. And then you're just going to have to wait until next week to see what the other three bands are. But you definitely want to check it out. So kudos to Mr. Boyer for heading out to this uh, music fest and for sitting down with some really amazing bands, amazing people. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms. The following Monday, make sure you subscribe. It is free. And then encourage a friend to do the same thing because, come on, it's a lot more fun when you're hanging out with the friends. You know what I mean? Our Twitter is at SpinThoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Our Canadian contributor, Dan Boyer, we sent him out to the 12th iteration of Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario. It was October the 12th and 13th. He got to sit down with, I think, around five bands. We're going to hit up two of them here in this episode and the other three next week. The very first one was with Youth Fountain. Really excited about this band right now and stoked to share the exclusive interview. Everybody, this is Dan with Youth Fountain. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Dan Boyer, a Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts here, and I am here with the guys in Youth Fountain. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to talk to us at uh, Spinning Thoughts. And uh, so you guys are here in Ontario, uh, all the way from British Columbia, which is on the west coast of Canada. Yeah. Yes. Which city again? Vancouver. From Vancouver, British Columbia. Tell me what it's like being a musician in Vancouver. Hmm. Oh, it's, it's it's pretty sweet it's actually. Pretty, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. I I like I've grown up playing music there. Um, that's kind of where I had my first band. Like my first band was in Kelowna, which is like a three-hour drive away. But yeah, um, for the most part, it's been in Vancouver, and I've definitely seen like the rise and fall of <laughs> different genres coming through. And you know, it was like hardcore, and then it was down and metal, metal and, core, and, and metalcore, and all that kind of stuff. So Christian it, metalcore. <laughs> yeah, back in two thousand four, you like you kind of yep. see like. You, I've been able to see that and see all like the faces change and see the people who are still there and stick through it. And, uh, you know, for the Vancouver music scene though, it's, it's, it's really strong right now. Um, and I think about like, that's kind of like the same thing for a lot of Canada. There's a lot of really cool stuff happening. And yeah. I think Western Canada has a lot of really cool stuff happening. And, uh, Vancouver is no exception. There's a lot of really cool bands coming out of there right there now. And, uh, there's a couple of venues that are popping up. Like there's this place called Three Three Three, and it's a, uh, it's like a. It's an underground uh, venue. It's yeah. like a mechanics garage, basically. Yeah, it's a mechanics nice. garage. It's like the bump and plug. Yeah, place that's to, the place. That's where everyone ages. plays. For, it's like the only all ages venue in Vancouver, and it's cheap to rent, and you can cram 120 people in it. And it's a crazy show. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's playing music in Vancouver, it's 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 not too bad. No, yeah, it's nice. also great just being a Canadian musician. Like I don't know with yeah. her like. Whole, you know the whole academy that they have yeah just like I don't know music BC stuff music BC and just like yeah. support support yeah. And for your like music yeah the yeah. ability to get a factor grant or anything like that is just a blessing of for course. sure to be a Canadian musician for sure for sure and uh, so you guys have been in the music industry been in other bands etc for a period of time uh, and now uh, your project youth fountain is beginning to take off really um how did how did it come come together you're um you're, you're kind of unique in that you're um a, a duo with supporting touring musicians is that correct yeah yeah basically pretty much yeah 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 so it uh well basically like the reason why it's kind of a duo is because um it, it well it more so actually started as as tyler writing his kind of his own stuff it was a side project and yeah. then uh i was in another band and we kind of knew each other and then he released a song or like on his instagram like a little demo thing and i was like yo i would love to sing on that so came out and right. sang on the song and uh 
that was Grinding Teeth, uh, that was, which is a song we have released right now. And, uh, and we kind of just, like, packaged it as, um, you know, what it was, and people just liked it because we had a song already had a song out called Blooms and we kind of packaged the two to two together Grinding Teeth and Blooms and released it uh, um, self-released it and uh, just kind of made our own like music video for Grinding Teeth yeah <laughs> just, we're just, just like having a bunch of beers and cider yeah we're just and, having fun yeah. just making music that's all it really was just yeah making music that we think is, is you know just because that's what we like to do and yeah and it was just people I guess I guess just saw that and they thought it was cool and yeah, so it's it, just it the right just, place at the right time. People liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it kind of just it worked out where we, you know we released it online and it was received well and and uh, we were like, hey, well, you know, we're having fun doing this and people are enjoying listening to it, so let's do more of it. And we now we've been doing it for a little over a year and we've you know this is we're on our first Canada tour, tour and U.S. tour right now. <clears throat> we're doing seven weeks and just released an EP with Pure Noise and stuff like that so things have definitely kind of like snowballed and took off really quick and um, you know we're super grateful for all of that because you know at the end of the day we're just um, <laughs> just two sad dudes writing music <laughs> I hear you <laughs> yeah exactly we're just like you know write music because we love doing it and that's all it really was we're just, just a couple of dudes just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah do you face challenges in that um, you're supporting musicians Live, like, do they rotate, or do you have to like just find somebody who's available? Like, does that make touring difficult, or it's, do you? So far, no. It's been yeah. good. Like, our drummer uh, Nathan, like, we've had like we had another drummer for Andrew played drum for us, and we had a bass player Tim. Good, they're all good friends of ours, and they played in like Cody's band before, and. I don't know, they're just like, they like the music and they're willing to do it and they're happy to help us out and it hasn't been any issue really, it's just been a, it's been a smooth process. Yeah. Like having uh, good friends that are in the music scene and who are talented as well and can play and Yeah, we've been, we've been super fortunate, um, things have kind of just like, seem to just like fit in place and, and worked out for us because, you know, it was definitely a concern of ours, like how the hell are we going to do a tour or, you know, we're just two dudes but um you know we kind of just reached out to people and uh they were interested in doing it and and now we have uh yeah nathan playing drums and vincent playing bass and we've got like a year visa with them and stuff like that so yeah. they're kind of locked in for the next little bit and nice and if things go well then we'll just keep going like that you yeah. know there's there's no real like it's it, but like at the end of the day kind of like how we're you know like all everything was written between tyler and i and and that's kind of just like so we're kind of keeping it yeah it's just like that's just like it's the has that is what the band was is how it started and like you know we just want to keep it that way there's definitely talks of like oh do we do like a full band kind of thing but it just didn't really seem right because it's like that's not really what the band was yeah so why try to make it that yep i mean down the road it'd be sweet to get like producers to help us like you know help polish songs and throw in some ideas but at the end of the day it's 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 our music it's us writing right that's just kind of what we like to keep it as. Right, of course, yeah. And you touched on earlier the fact that things have been happening pretty quickly yeah, for Youth definitely. Fountain. Um, so what is that experience like? You know, seeing your band move from like an Instagram demo yeah. to <laughs> we now are an artist on Pure Noise Records. It's weird. Like it, it's pretty exciting. It's exciting for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you never know what to expect. You know, it, you're kind of just holding on to your seat and and just along for the ride. Everything's kind of just going really fast, and um, we're just trying to take advantage of it, make the most out of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, like like we we know how lucky we are to be having all this. Like we've played in bands before, and like I've done the grind. I've like I've toured Canada a bunch, playing empty rooms and whatnot. So now to have a band that's doing something it's really like it's like okay you know like i, I you know i really want to enjoy every second of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah it's no we're just really thankful for everything and super humbled by it all like it we never ever expected any of this to happen and it's just like it, we're just taking it as it goes and we couldn't be more thankful yeah taking things a, a day at a time yeah. so um so how did how do things develop with uh, Pure Noise Records. Uh, did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did it was, how did things develop there? It was pretty much there? like we have we have like a, our manager team. Um, like a manager, like he he kind of like shop out your record to any kind of connections that you have. And I'm pretty sure um, 
Pure Noise was one of the contacts that they had to try to just shop out our record, and thankfully the label liked what they heard, and they wanted to get in touch with us, and decided to pick up the record kind of thing, all of our tracks that we have, and that's just kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. Materialized. Really. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was, yeah, they just, I guess they, they liked they liked what we had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do yeah. like <laughs> what you guys do and and uh, and and we're seeing that. So um so in the short term and then in the long term, what are your hopes for the project for Youth Fountain? I think we have we have quite a bit of stuff that oh, we're, yeah. we got lined up. Like we were actually planned to release a record a year ago yeah. and and then and that's when we got in talks with uh, Pure Noise. So that kind of got shelved and we kind of you know rebranded changed our name got all that stuff done mm-hmm. re-released the singles that we had out as an ep and now we're going to kind of like once you know now we're doing this tour introducing ourselves to people getting out on the road and kind of you know just paying our dues a little bit and kind of catching up with everything that's been going on and then uh like for next year it's probably just like we're gonna you know we have a record we need to release and um, I know a lot more touring to do and just building the band really mm-hmm. and, there's a lot of building um, still to do yeah, for sure like, as, as fast and amazing as everything is we're just like we're a very small band still and, oh yeah you know like so we, we like we there's lots of lots of playing shows and lots of lot more music to be released yeah and so we're just gonna keep doing that and, and, and having fun and with just it trying to get better and better you know what I mean like, yeah <laughs> in time yeah one day at a time totally, right yeah yeah so uh and you're gonna have to forgive me because we're here at, at the blackout fest uh and there are a number of tours that have con- converged um to make this a, a festival so you guys are out right now mm-hmm. with we, we were sharks, we were sharks abandoned by bears yeah. and we're gonna be in the road too I think uh end of October with um uh, Boys of Fall for a bit, and okay. also Ben Demon and Me is going to be on tour with us when we're hitting the West Coast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and does that take you through to the end of the the year, or uh, uh, just November eleventh? Like mi- yeah, mid November. Yeah. Mid November, yeah. and then rest of the year to yes, just have kind a of, bit of a yeah, rest, regroup, yeah. regroup a bit, and then um, as we enter into twenty nineteen, you'd be looking at new music. Yeah, at that, totally. Yeah, at that point, we finally release our record. Yeah, <laughs> everything, the new songs, and uh, yeah, and probably just tour more. Right. And just tour that record and right. keep writing. On, yeah. On the side. What are the yeah. things that um, that inform your sound? What are your influences? influences? Oh man, there's so many. Like life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just in terms life. of like lyrics and stuff, <laughs> of course, just life, just living, and like yeah. it's just um, you know hardships that you go through in life, and that's in terms of like lyrics and just like real. Yeah. I don't know, just real problems that people, like, the, the, the humans that we all fucking mm-hmm. face, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people Yeah, I hear, I hear an authenticity yeah. in you Yeah, and that's what I, I sure. always want to keep that as what it is. It's just like, it's an honest project, and yeah. as a lyric should be. And then musically, blunt. what musically, uh, informs you? Just, there's still so much, too, like, with what, musically, like, how about you? Like, <laughs> like, um... I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Like I could go off and list like yeah, a so hundred bands that I like listening to and stuff like that. But you know, like I'm sure like anybody that listens to this kind of music could kind of have an idea of like where our influences come from musically and stuff like that. And you know, and we listen to all that different stuff. We listen to all all different kinds of music and whatnot. But um, yeah, you know, like we we grew up like when I was you know 14 15 16 I, you know growing up in 2004 to mm-hmm. 9 you know there was the whole major like emo wave and all that yeah. kind of stuff like and the so, Warped Tour scene yeah. you know yeah. fucking fat records yeah so those, Epitaph like yeah, all yeah, all that stuff. So those stuff the sweet haircuts yeah. all that stuff so all, all of that like that's kind of what we grew up in and that's you know when I started playing music that's what I was listening to and that definitely has like shaped you know my musical taste and mm-hmm. and and the kind of music that I like to play. You know, because that's like to me, that's like what like was important in music and like what helped me through my life. And and that's what I like. I try to do with this project is the same thing that music did to me. Yeah, when, when what, I was mm-hmm. that's what we want to do. Singer, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of that sound. You know, that I guess you could say emo revival in our 
in our sound and, and the, the whole like pop punk kind of thing and I yeah. think that's really like kind of the, the, the trendy thing right now and it's kind of just worked out for us it's like alright like this is the kind of yeah. music we play and but it's like what we like you know what I sure. mean like it's sure. well and any musician has the challenge of taking the influences that they've had their influences and yet creating something that's that's unique to them that's their, their own right yeah. and and I'm hearing like when I listen to your music that's that's what I hear is something um, something unique to to uh, to Youth Fountain and so um, it uh, it just makes me wonder um, how you how you do that how, like how does that process happen uh, in terms of having the influences that you have and yet creating something that's unique to I your think, band I think like from like a very like very trying to take it as like a straightforward point like for me point of view is just like we have such like I feel like we, me and Cody have like our, our, our dynamic vocals that kind of make it its own flair to it and like just like our style of how we sing and like I don't know just like maybe just the whole blend of our lyrics that we use and it just uh I guess we can you know we create something that has a unique charm to it you know i like to yeah it's 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 hard to really like put yeah a, to put, put a, a pinpoint it's a, yeah it's, it's a really tough hard thing. to like, it's like be like so oh tough. this is and like the way it was recorded too that makes right. it unique too like yeah how, contributes to it yeah. of course like there's so many so many like little nitty-gritty details to make like music unique but i'm glad that that's like we've gotten reception of that people being like this sounds fresh it sounds oh unique. for sure and that's really oh, cool 100%. And, like we never thought that that's what we were doing, but like I'm glad that people think that. That's that's really cool. Like, yeah, it's sweet, and I wish I could answer like give the definitive answer of what that is, but I don't know. Like yeah, it, just I guess just just said we just did what we did. Like, yeah, well I was just gonna say keep just keep doing dude, what you're just, doing. Just, just trying, yeah. That's I hear fun. you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, thank you both for uh, for your time, and and uh, just before we we uh, we wrap up. Um, do you guys have anything you'd like to add? I would just say, uh, yeah, thanks for your time and thanks yeah. to anybody listening. Um, and yeah, and we got, uh, you know, we got the EP out right now and it's on Spotify and Apple Music and pretty much anywhere you can find music. And, um, we're always on our Instagram and stuff like that. So if you ever want to like come stop by there and check out our stories and all that kind of stuff and we're always updating and kind of letting people know what we're up to and. But uh, yeah, thanks to anybody listening to this and yeah. anybody who's listened to uh, the band so far. It uh, it means a lot to us. Of course, yeah, it means absolutely everything to me and Cody. And that was Dan's interview with Youth Fountain at this year's Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. You can subscribe for free. Our Twitter is at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We just heard from Youth Fountain and now we're going to talk to our friends in Keep Flying. Again, Dan attended Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario this uh, October 12th and 13th of 2018. He talked to Henry, and this is their conversation. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Dan Boyer here, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I am with Henry uh, from Keep Flying. Sip. What's going on? Uh, Chilling. Uh, we're currently sitting in our in our friend Harbor's van, uh, so that we're away from the noise and the cold for a moment. So, cheers. Yeah. Their their van is, uh, I don't want to say considerably more comfy than ours, but they definitely they have a bed set up in theirs. We don't have that. They sure do. They do. Wow, nice. that's intense. And I mentioned Harbor because we're at the Blackout Fest, and uh, Jamie is the uh, Jamie and the rest of the band really all kind of con- all can contribute, but Jamie from Harbor is the the organizer of this. Of this blessed event, he so, is. He just is. Want to shout him out, you know. He indeed, and we appreciate uh, everything that uh, that Jamie does for sure, including the use of his van. Hundred percent. Cheers. That's right. I'm warm. Um, so, so Henry, how did um, how did you get into music? Like, if you go right back it's to the beginning, it's a very broad. It's a question. very broad question. Yeah. Um, well, 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 back in the beginning, back in the beginning of time, while men were still learning to walk, and we were coming out of the primordial ooze um so i guess uh 
as far back as I can remember, the first record I ever like was really into, like was like music that my dad would show me, was uh, Steve Miller Band's Greatest Hits, seventy four through seventy eight, nice. and uh, that's 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 like the first CD that I played to death and like broke the player and the CD and had to get several copies of when I was like three. Um, so there was always, you know, it was a pretty musical household. My dad always showed me stuff, and I would, you know, develop taste that way. My mom and I would drive around a lot when I was a kid, and it'd be the radio, so different sort of contexts of different kinds of music and genres and everything, you know, on the popular side. And then getting older because of just friends and collecting CDs and burning CDs and everything, I got into all sorts of different stuff. I wasn't really into uh, punk rock first, really. I, I spent most of my adolescence into hip-hop, really. Mm. And uh, But that developed from all sorts of things. I have a theater background also, so right. in terms of music in the context of performing it really started off as acting and doing musicals and things like that and that's really where I got my you know my stage chops right to start with and then uh which would over time evolve into performing my own music in front of people right and then how so how did if you were into hip-hop initially Mm -hmm. how did how did the transition into kind of what you're doing now happen um I think it's really just from my friend's uh, finding music either online or at stores and sharing it. Like, um, I, I grew up, uh, it's a very original thing. I grew up in a small town. Um, no, everyone's from a small town, but, uh, I grew up in a very, very tiny town in New Jersey, uh, that, you know, we don't get, we don't have, we're not really close to the city, but still far away. And the other side of us is Pennsylvania and we didn't really get shows. And so culturally we don't have like a place to go. Or like a club or anything like that. So the only way that we would get music is online, and we would just share it amongst each other. And that's really where I found everything. Yeah. There wasn't like a scene. I feel like most bands and people in bands come up and like they we would go to shows, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like no, we would just use MySpace and right. and uh, and find bands that way and just listen. And if there was a show that was close enough that we could go to, and we had enough money to to pay the tolls and tickets then we would go into the city and go to shows every now and then but like that's really how and then you know my, my some of my friends would show me some punk rock bands i feel like like i I've, honestly the first record like first punk record that like my like my friend of mine would like share cds with me was like hoss by Lagwagon, and nice. um i think a boy sets fire record which nice is, which isn't like at all where I mean like Lagwagon's closer to what we do now but like even sure. then it was like oh this is, this was like the first couple things that I was shown yeah um, and then eventually somebody somebody showed me Cheer Up by Real Big Fish and that really nice that really yeah changed things. honestly man um, the dude in Lagwagon gives me hope cause uh, that dude is like in his 50s now and he's like still a thing sort of he's good like, man still I mean, kind of doing his thing they're an active band I mean yeah. if, if he doesn't play on his own uh, you know Lagwagon plays like right now they're doing the 20th anniversary of let's talk about feelings which i really want to see I, yeah. i'm on the road the whole like rest of the year so i don't think i'm gonna be able to see it that's one of my favorite records yeah like, but yeah dude uh, yeah no joe, it's just what's his name joe uh joey uh yeah oh my god cape? joey cape thank you yeah. jesus christ i was thinking yeah. that the whole time yeah no it just gives gives people like me and like yourself hope because uh people that have been grinding in the music scene for a long time yeah. are still still at it and uh and i'm interested in in that how do you um maintain your your passion uh for music uh it's hard um a, a lot of different ways i I've, it's an interesting time to get that question because uh i'm not i'm not really old but really old but I'm getting older and I've been in this for about 10 years now and touring and playing shows and very recently like over the past year I've sort of had a crisis of faith and a crisis of passion and rather like man I don't want to do this like, mm-hmm. I don't know how because you know life life changes I you know I think that yep. in your at least in my experience in your early 20s and and maybe even before that late teens if you're touring you know you have opportunities to do it and it's okay like mm-hmm. there's little there are safety nets for people you yes. know like if you're if you're able to do it and let's say your parents are okay with it and you're able to kind of put off sort of real life things that uh you know you'd have to do down the line that end up coming and hitting you in the face when you when you get up later 20s and 
early 30s. I'm 29, so there's a bunch of other real-life stuff that kind of hit me hard over the past few years yep. that have really been like, hey... Yeah, it's different. Maybe you should put this thing on, you know, because whether there's money involved or not and things that keep you afloat uh, logistically, it's still a, a labor of love in order to keep doing it. And yeah. so if ever, if there's too much that stacks up, it can really get in the way of, of doing it. And, uh, you know, over the year, I've, I've really had to really sit down and evaluate, like, do I want to do this? Right. And uh, I'm, I'm back to feeling really good about it. Nice. Um, and what, what prompted that or what... What made me feel good about it? To feel good about it. Um, just trying to get accurate perspective and talking, talking to people in it and people not in it. Right. Um, I think that's something. That was a mistake I made. When I'm just to give just to give listeners uh, context, uh, my old band, um, we would, for about five years played about two hundred shows a year. Survey says yes. So uh, pretty much full time doing DIY touring. With really nothing else in my life, I that tunnel visioned it like there was mm-hmm. nothing else. There wasn't like a like I wasn't really looking for jobs. I wasn't, I, you know, I was lucky enough. I was you know basically living with my mom, so I didn't need to really worry about rent and certain things like that. Um, so I could just do that. But things have changed, and now that's not the case anymore. And so, um, you know, I had to grow up in certain respects. Um, but what one of the things that helped me still feel love for it is to really just kind of take a step back, look at what I truly appreciate about it and also make it work for me. I also was the manager of the band. I did the booking and all the organizing. Doing all the other stuff besides playing. Yeah. Yeah. And that can really take its toll too. And so this band kind of delegates things, uh, well enough that I don't have to worry about every single aspect. Well, you've got people that are experienced in the music industry in this band too, right? Uh, so the guy that, uh, TMs for four years strong is your saxophone yeah, player. Yeah, is that their correct? manager. Yes. So the uh, uh, John, who uh, you know, in, in a business sense, is the are my you know our partner, my partner in uh, in in this band is you know a music industry professional himself and manages all you know four year notably and handful of others that are that are you know successful bands and so you know combined with our powers combined um, we're able to do uh, a lot of cool shit and yeah. that way it also doesn't all fall on one person exactly to take on every single responsibility completely so, yeah. so that's that's a big help you know it gotta be I was I was afraid for a long time to ask for help or like I felt like it all needed to fall on me and that's not true like right. you, you, I'm lucky enough to have a team here that that you know things can be handled by other people and that, that helped team me makes such a difference yeah man and that, that really helped me find my you know yeah. regain my passion for it too and yeah. and getting perspective on other people's lives because if it, I, I I find that doing the way I've been doing it for a while has made me pretty uh, uh, sometimes I could be a pretty profoundly selfish person right because it's just like it's all about me it's yeah, all about yeah. me like dude, it's not all and about now you. it's not so and that sounds healthier to me yeah, yeah. no I want to grow you know as a person I you know like uh I look back on saying, like, oh, I toured for five years or, or however long and played this many shows in this amount of time. I'm a, I'm proud of that, but I also know what kind of toll it took on me and what it took on yep. you know, the toll it took on my relationships, bandmates, and everything. I don't look back on everything and say it was all a win. I made a lot of mistakes. Right. And I want to continue to be a touring musician and play my music for people, but I don't want to, but, you know, not at the expense of, of friendships and yep. uh, my sanity and, and yeah. my 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 love for doing it in the first place. So I, I want to do this and do it in a more healthy way. Right. I, I'm getting older, but I'm not done growing. No. You know. No, and and that's uh, what I'm hearing in, in this and what you're mm-hmm. you're saying about it for sure is that it's okay to make mistakes because uh, out of that you learn and you grow and uh, and we carry on. Yep. So. Um, so how did how did keep flying specifically? So survey says ends, and then keep flying comes together. There's some similarities, some overlap in members, sure. but keep flying is a a, a new entity. Um, so how how did uh, how did keep flying form? Well, a lot of people think that it's not a different entity because of how quickly the transition was, and right. the reason why we didn't. We announced it. We, we kind of did an announcement of the end of the one band and the beginning of this, so that there wasn't like a, a gap in between in terms of listenership. And we wanted people to who cared about that band to really give a chance to something new. 
And for the most part, people did. I, I, not that Survey Says was like a big band, but we had a considerable following. And so... No, you did, yeah. Yeah, we did. I mean, like, and, and you know, I'm not bragging about that, but there, there were people who cared. And I think back on it and I feel good about it. But we wanted people who, who would care about that to hopefully care about this new thing I wanted to do. And so because of that, people still kind of think it's the same thing. And that's fine. I don't really... It doesn't really bother me. Um, but uh, we... We wanted to, my brother and I, my brother really had to talk me into it. I was, I was really like, not, I was really hesitant to do anything different because, you know, I, I like routine, mm-hmm. but he's like, we got to do something else. Like we can't stay doing this. And so he kind of convinced me that we should do something new and, and I, reluctantly I was like, okay, let's do it like this. So we, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I got it. So, uh. We kind of formed uh, slightly different members. Me and him were, the, you know, musically the backbone of the last band, and we wanted to, you know, kind of keep it that way. But we wanted to have, you know, maybe some more experienced people. So like even, you know, so Charlie, who we've known, plays guitar in our band. We've known playing in his, with his band for, you know, five years or something like that. And we were like, okay, he's he's got some experience. So. And then John, who originally wasn't going to join until he recorded with us, we're like, we, you know, we play horn, just horns in the band. So like, can you play sax on this record? And he came with, you know, played some sax on the record. And I asked him, do you want to be in the band? And he was like, yeah, I think I do. And so bringing it together, we're lucky to have, you know, people who have done it before. Well, people have done enough of it before and people have done a lot of it. Right, because we it's 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 interesting, and that's kind of what's good about our band is that we have a dichotomy of experience. So right, where Peter and Charlie, who are younger, have you know have done the local scene thing, but not a lot of touring. Then you have me, DJ, and John, who have done a lot of touring in all different sorts of contexts. Um, you know, brings a wealth of experience while also keeping us young. And still, it still gives us some fresh eyes. Yeah. Because so, sometimes I'm all bitter and glazed over. Like, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I know the deal. But then I get to see them experience things for the first time, and I'm like, ah, you know, it makes for okay. a good combination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So getting it together was 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 cool that way, and it was it just it came together as um, you know, just the continuation musically of of where I was with Survey Says, and just uh, you know, brought it to a a different level. Nice. Something I was hoping would be nice. a little more accessible than that band. Yeah. I think it is. Actually. So, uh, next question is, uh, how do you feel about the word ska? Is I, ska I, a good word, a not so good word? I feel great about ska. Yeah. Uh, I think the only person in our band that doesn't really, who's not a, a, a ska fan is Charlie. Uh, his his favorite band, his favorite ska band was Survey Says. Like that was the band that he huh. that he cared about enough to be like, okay, I, this is cool. Um, but like you know, he doesn't you know really dig Real Big Fish or anything along those lines. I love ska, uh, un unironically, and so does John and DJ. That, that is that is that is our thing. Yeah. We love it, and we always will. I just I just couldn't play it anymore right. because of a lot of different reasons uh it's a it's such a small scene and when this is like this goes back to what i was saying before about how i discovered music in general i didn't grow up as a teen around that sort of environment so the way that i was into it was just however i could get the music that's how i got it so i didn't have a context of how the inner workings of the community were right to me if you liked something, it could be anything. Let's take ska as the example. If you're into this thing that's pretty niche and pretty uh, tight-knit community, that's all I need to know about, okay, I want to be part of this group. So as a young kid, I'm like, yeah, man, we love this stuff. Like, I'm just hyped. But there's all sorts of other nuances to a community like that yeah. that you don't find yourself fitting in just because you like this thing. Right. So... When we would hit people with our brand of how we thought ska could be, it wasn't always met with with open uh, open minds and arms. Right. Because our even our brand was not really true to like roots and ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people thought we're too pop punk, and then so well. So and do you get not... do you get people with Keep Flying saying the same thing? Because no, because we're got... not a ska band. Right. So because of that, we don't have to play that game. 
and it was because of that game that I was frustrated and didn't want to do it anymore. I hear you. Nothing against whoever's still there. Hell yeah, do it. Go do your thing. But like, I just couldn't rep it anymore because I got too frustrated. I got and I just, I just didn't want to do it. And 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 this band, I don't have to worry about it. It doesn't matter. I don't want to play genre politics with people. I'm not. Of course, yeah. Interested? No, neither am I. Not interested. You could call the and and when it comes to people calling us a ska band, I don't care. That's what I was. That's what I'm interested in. Is do kids come up and talk to you and say that that's what you are because you've got a A guy that plays? Yeah, that's it. Whatever. That's it. Like I mean, that's the only reason why you would make that connection. And that's fine if you do. Um, when people say it to me, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. As long as you're listening, I could give a shit. Yeah. It doesn't I hear matter you. to me. I hear you. Um, some people, and this is a cool thing. We just got off tour with uh, with State Champs, and you know that they're a they're a current band, and their fan base is mostly very young people. Yeah. And they're so young. That's not a bad thing at all. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. This I is a good you. thing. This is a good thing. Check this out. So. They're, a lot of them are so young, they don't have any idea. There's no context. what sky is. They have no context yeah. for it. They're just like, huh, horns? Uh, they don't. They, they, the funny thing is that nobody knows that it's a trombone and think it's a trumpet. So like, right, right. Oh, they're with the trumpets and shit. That's like our. our <laughs> that's like the joke. So it's like yeah. keep flying for fans of trumpets and shit. Yeah. Um. So they have no idea. So that actually works out. It's like cool. You don't. You don't have to even think that we're gonna. We walk on stage, they're like, oh, no, ska band. Some people think that that's what's going to happen, and they go, oh, it's going to be some real big fish shit. And it's not until you listen that you're like, oh, I oh. get this, okay. Yeah. And so, but anyway, if anyone thinks that that's what we are, fine. You don't care. As long yeah. as you listen, I don't I yeah. don't care. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend, I'm not going to sit here and be, and, be, and be pious and be like, Oh, we're beyond that. We're better than that. We're above Scott. <laughs> Dude, we we all John, DJ, and I, especially, and Peter, all played in Scott bands. Peter, DJ, and I were all in survey says. John played in many, many Scott bands for d- d- tens of years. So yeah. it's like com- combined. So we're not gonna be like, oh, Fuck ska. Like no way. That's not. I'm not trying to be that bitter dude. No, no, hundred percent. Love, love whatever you're into, man. It's not necessarily strictly what we are. Man, at this point, I'm like, I, I relate. I'm so past like. I gotta know everything about this specific genre and that makes me better than you. Like people that base their identity in that stuff, are you kidding? Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. So I hear you, man. For I don't sure, get 100%. Too, I don't get too bent in a shape about groups. Yeah. People who, who put themselves in a group. I'm 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 cool. It's cool if you're passionate about something. I, I don't like it when it, it becomes a toxic thing where it's where you start, you know, feeling that you're above something else. Because yeah, I know. This, when I that stuff starts care. coming I in, don't nope, nope, nope. I like, and I came up on mixed uh, genre bills. I loved yes. it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you're a, you're a, you're you're seasoned enough that you remember a time where that was the norm. That was the norm, and it was. that's not where it is anymore. No. We, we love to separate things. Yeah. There's. There, and and it, it still happens now, except now because it, it's you know we still have to play genre politics no matter what. But, yeah, it, I but hear you. it's like I if they're gonna if, if we if we get accepted, cool. If not, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I, like, I know you. that there even where we're at, like some people are like okay, a punk band or a pop punk band, whatever. I'm not gonna get hung up on labels. Yeah, it's, it's fine. For I, sure. is, is it good music? That's all I care about. That's and care. that's what I care about too, for sure. Care. And one of the things I really respect about Keep Flying is that uh, you guys have the travel grind down. I'm not sure there's another band out there that just grinds through uh, as, as I see it all the time. Every time I turn around, you guys are playing somewhere. Uh, respect. Respect. Thank you. Thank so, you. so you've got... Um, you're, I saw something recently about uh, you're heading down to Texas at some point. Uh, well, I mean, like, what's next for Keep Flying? Uh, well, we're doing this. This we're recording this while we're on tour in Canada for a week or so, and um, we. Uh, the cool thing about the Texas tour, it's not just we're driving out to Texas, big whoop, but it's we we couldn't do Texas as part of the last tour. Like we were gonna plan on it, and then we got added to the state champs thing, and then we ended up not being able to. So what we're doing, and the cool thing about it is that we're flying out to do it, which is something that a DIY band with, with sort of no team does. Like just right. doing flyouts is not something that is not something a you know a grassroots band generally does. 
you know what I'm saying? And so that's why that's yeah, why it's exciting. We're like, it almost started like we just kind of half-assed, kind of thought about it. Like, ah, it's too bad we can't just fly out and do it. And, you know, because we want to get back to Texas one more time this year because, you know, we do well out there and we want to push our vinyl. And, um, but then we were like, well, what if we did fly out to Texas and do it? How would we do this? And, uh, you know, we're lucky enough that we have friends with enough bands and people that can help make it, you know, logistically happen. Uh, nominee Gold Steps and Dozer nice. are uh, well, great bands from from yeah. different areas of Texas. Nominee is so sick. Oh, they're yeah. great. They're great. I really hope. I really hope they pop, man. They got they yeah. got their own thing, and I think that they fit it in the context of where pop punk is going, while still being original and, and genuine. Yep. So I really hope that that's why they, I love them. I really <laughs> hope they get. The, I love yeah, and amazing people. But they're you know they're literally going they're they're literally taking us out to do it like nice. they're gonna be we're gonna share vehicles with them they will share gear with them and nice. they're really curating our ability to, to make this happen and without them we literally couldn't do it yeah. um, so it's it's a really cool thing that I, I think that I hope that you people see and go oh wow man this band really is really is really committed this is for real like, oh this is, that is you know, so you know apparent I mean? you know what I mean about, so, about keep flying they're like one of the most you guys are one of the most committed bands uh, and I have a lot of bands come at me with what I with what I do right um, so much respect thank you much respect thank you man and uh, thank you for your time uh, and for being here at Blackout um, and just before we wrap up I know you guys have to play your set really soon so really? Um, coming up yeah, we're getting closer. Oh yeah, it's before. Yeah, it's coming time. So, oh, great. Awesome. Uh, do you have any uh, anything to add before we wrap up? Uh, nothing productive. <laughs> <laughs> I could just ramble on more like I have. I told you I talk a lot on these things. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, if you've heard of the band before, uh, thank you for supporting. If you haven't, welcome to the show. Uh, come to a show, grab a you know listen to the record wherever and um yeah thanks thanks right. for you know taking the time yeah you well, and whoever might be might be listening so that was Dan's interview with Henry from Keep Flying at this year's Blackout Fest uh, i mentioned earlier we had Keep Flying on the show like episode 7 or 8 i, I think it was and that was a long time ago i mean 2 years ago but we've been hustling ever since so very stoked to support Keep Flying and of course Youth Fountain. We sent Dan to Blackout Fest. It was October 12th and 13th in Brantford, Ontario. A lot of really amazing bands played. Were you there? Were you hearing anything about this fest? Are you hitting up anything awesome here to round out 2018? Let us know on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We do have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available for free on all podcasting platforms. The following Monday, subscribe, tell a friend, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Literally every day, we're putting up advanced album reviews, hustling, listening to these albums, these amazing albums before they drop so that we can tell you a little bit about it, uh, just enough for you to go out and check it out yourself. So... TheSpinningThoughts.com is where you want to be. Next week, we're going to continue our coverage of Blackout Fest. Dan will have three, I believe, three interviews from bands that I think you might enjoy. So, catch us next week. Same time, same place. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love.